this is Breezy, and you are about to listen to an episode of No Matter What Did You Just Say? An after show hosted by the Section 109 Podcast. This was an after show hosted for episodes of the No Matter What docuseries about Chattanooga Football Club. This was recorded and broadcasted live on Facebook and YouTube and on CFC's official channels. We also wanted to release them as podcasts, however, so here they come. We apologize in advance if the audio is a bit wonky, but we were all in different locations with varying audio and video setups. You can find links and these actual video episodes archived on CFC's official YouTube. Hello and welcome into the No Matter What After Show called No Matter What Did You Just Say? A No Matter What After Show hosted by the Section 109 podcast. Yes, that is a mouthful uh, and it is much even more fun than it sounds. Uh, my name is Andrew Berzee, better known as Breezy, and I'm joined here by Andrew Smith, Smitty, who seems to have disappeared off the screen, so hopefully he's not having technical difficulties, and Chattanooga FC defender Richard Dixon. Richard, can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can. Can you hear me? I can. All right. We're At least you and I are here. All right, man. Well, what an episode of the doc that we just watched. That was honestly the best episode so far, in, in my opinion. Um, so, but before we get too much into the doc, I want to ask you a few personal questions. Um, in particular, we've been in a pandemic during pretty much your entire time um, at, here at the club. And so mm -hmm. I'm curious about your face-to-face -face interactions with fans. You know, have you been able to have a few? Um, and, and specifically, maybe for those who haven't met you face-to-face, -face, maybe you could give a quick introduction of yourself just so they can get to know you as they, you know, see you here on the screen, not just playing soccer, but actually talking. Right. Um, yeah. So I just I've had a few interactions with, with with fans. Just you know the the very few times we're able to to after a game go and mingle and stuff like that. And I've I'm obviously coaching in the academy, so I, I get to interact with a lot of the parents um, as well, and you know different people around the community. But for those who haven't met me, and for those who I haven't met, my name is Richard Dixon, um, defender for the first team. Um, this is my ninth season as a pro and uh, my second season with Chattanooga Football Club. Uh, I'm originally from Jamaica, but I've been living in the U.S. now for almost half my life, uh, 15 years and counting. Yeah. And um, yeah. So any 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 other questions, anything you guys want to know, uh, feel free to reach out and shoot away. Cool. And tell, uh, let the listeners know right now, uh, or the, well, I guess the watchers too, where can they find you if they want to interact with you on social media? Where can they reach out to you at? Um, on Instagram, my uh, handle is at Richard Dixon official. My Twitter is Richard Dixon nine. Um, and I believe Facebook, just Richard Dixon. Uh, I, sh I should pop up there somewhere in a CFC jersey. Um, but yeah, yeah, feel uh, I, I, I'm not on social media as 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 much as I used to be uh, a couple of years ago. Obviously, now with a with a baby, you know, she takes up most of my time. But yeah, shoot away, and I'll answer um, any questions you guys have as uh, as quickly and as timely as I can. And I can tell you that if you want to see adorable pictures, they occasionally come across Rich's stories on Instagram. <laughs> we were talking right before we went live, and he does have the most adorable little daughter. Uh, yeah, there's some sneak peeks there on Instagram of, of mm. adorableness. So it's a good follow, even if, uh, even if you don't want to reach out to risk rich, it's nice to see kind of behind the scenes, behind the curtains. Mm -hmm. For sure. I was going to say there are adorable, adorable pictures on there. And he also posts pictures of his daughter. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So rich, how's your knee? 
Knee's fine. Yeah, knee's good. Um, obviously, it was, you know, not 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 that any injuries ever timely, but that was the most untimely injury. Um, you know, first game, first twenty minutes of the tournament, and after we came back home, I was good in. We came back home and I was fine in a week. Um, it was yeah, it was a hairline fracture, and um, you know, it's just one of those things where the bone just need needed time to heal and. Um, it just it was unfortunate at the time that it happened, and trust me, I was gutted. I was gutted, but uh, it, it's those times, you know, in my experience that you show how good of a teammate that you are. Um, but yeah, I, I, the knee's fine. Came back, you know, had a good off season. Uh, stayed in town and had a, you know, Juan, myself, Felipe, and um, and Cam. We had a really good off-season training program going, and so no, no problem there. And uh, preseason so far, no problem. So it's all good. I'm, I'm super excited to hear that uh, that you're healthy. That's yeah. that's really, really important. Um, and speaking of that injury, we saw a clip, and we're going to roll that here in a second of of kind of you coming out. And as we come out of that clip, I want to you to be thinking about kind of telling people how you felt, and and also how you feel reseeing this clip of of kind of you understanding that your tournament may be over. So guys, if we can roll that clip, please. The focus of today's training is playing without Dixon, which is important because his x-rays have come back and they aren't good. Not good news. <laughs> yeah, a, little, a little disappointment we got here. You want me to talk? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so definitely bone bruise and then we do have a hairline fracture in that fibular head. So. We're hoping best case scenario might be back for the final games next week if we make it all the way. When we make we'll... it all the way. The boys got so. this. When we make it all the way. I was going to, I was going to say that same thing. Um, Rich, kind of tell us how number, I mean, it, t tell me two different things. First two things that come to my mind are number one, how are you feeling? Uh, and then rewatching that, how kind of, how are you feeling now? Yeah, it's, um, Obviously, going in, going into the the x the X ray and the, the meeting with the doctor, you know, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of optimism. And uh, as an athlete, you always have to be hopeful and you always have to be optimistic. Um, and it's just one of those things where I've I've never had a fracture before, you know. So I I didn't really know how to gauge it, which is the reason why I kind of played through it for the time that I did after I I, I got the hit. Um, but now going in and having the doctor officially say that, hey, it's a hairline fracture and you're, you know, you're going to have to be out for at least a week. Um, and when that, when, getting that confirmation, then it just really takes all the wind out of the sail. Um, and I think that's when it kind of, you know, just took it out of me that, man, it's, it's that that's my tournament. And, um, you know, it's. Personally, and you know, personally, I felt I felt obviously I couldn't contribute to the team, so definitely lost a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a morality there. Um, not being able to physically contri contribute to the team on the field, but then it was just a quick switch. Uh, it was a quick switch of mentality and a quick switch of perspective, and just seeing where I could contribute. And that's when you know the the, the coaching had had to be put on. Um, in that moment, um, and all the energy and all the everything now is going to how can I coach and encourage and um, help the boys with with whatever they needed. Yeah, I love that this this episode really highlighted a lot of that. So you were doing a lot um, outside outside of playing. 
And we saw a few times you got lectured by Michaela that you just need to stay off your leg. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> A, were you able to stay off of your leg? And two, um, how, how did you rest during that time period with doing so much? Yeah, it was, uh, it was difficult, you know, because it's, it's um, so I'm one of the player coaches on the team, you know, with, uh, inclu- including Juan. And so whenever we're injured, you know, we hop in as coaches and stuff like that. And so in that particular moment, I was, I was needed, you know, to take over some things, passing drills, finishing at the end and stuff like that. But I think from her, it was, I have a tendency of doing, you know, too much sometimes. And so I was just her looking out for that, that side of my personality. Um, so I wouldn't say that I rested all the way. I, I would say maybe that I slowed down. I, I, I slowed down with the different things that I was doing with the boys and stuff like that. Um, but regardless of, of how much I rested or not, it was it was going to take a week, a week and a half before I was able to do anything. Anyways, uh, granted, it was a, it was a hairline fracture, you know, so the bone just needed time, time to heal. And uh, there was nothing probably that I could do that, that could you know speed up that process. And it was friendly fire. Yeah. You bumped knees with Alec. Yeah. Yeah. So he came up, uh, I believe it happened in the 12th minute of the game. He came out for a corner. Um, and it's a funny story because uh, I, believe, I believe it was in the Cosmos game that we played at home. You know, um, I was I was giving it to him to cut. Hey, he that he needs to come out and be more more commanding of his six yard box. <laughs> um, you know, because he he there was a few times that he got hurt. You know, in games and in practice and stuff like that. So I was you know giving him giving it to him that he needs to come out and if he needs to, if he needs to come through one of us to make sure that he makes the play and to make sure that he he um you know he set the tempo in his box and and let everybody knows that it hit, it's his box. That's what he he do. And uh, uh, ironically enough, uh, the twelfth minute of the game, he came up for a corner, and um, you know he came up, grabbed the ball, and literally as he's swinging his knee up, the outside of his knee just just oh no brushed right against the outside of mine, and that's when I I felt it instantaneously and just didn't know what it was, you know, and uh, tried to play through it, and it just got to the point where it was affecting the way that I sprinted and everything, and you know, like I said in the in the in the Doc, I didn't want to become a liability because I couldn't sprint at one point. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's when I went down. Um, and yeah, it was it was a sad moment, but it, it, it's a part of the game. Injuries happen. We just never know when they're gonna come. So just have to deal with it and move on. How painful was it? It was pretty painful. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now that I, you know, whenever I heard it, that something was fractured, then I was like, that's what a fracture feels like. <laughs> it was it was pretty painful. Yeah, but I mean, I, I've you know. I've, almost 10 years playing i've i've been hurt before you know i've 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 had to play through some really bad stuff before you know muscle injuries and stuff like that but i've never had to play through a fracture um so definitely yeah i i i I could say that i wouldn't advise anybody to play through a fracture Um, yeah (laughs) yeah i know my pain tolerance uh (laughs) So I want to jump into a couple comments. I'll highlight. We have a Hey Coach from Troy Alton. We have a Todd Preston, Richard, let's go. And then we have one from Owen Seaton that I think the guys will put here up on the screen that I think all of us can can go with. And it says that we're so lucky to have Rich and Blue. Uh, And that's not... It, on the, it's on Facebook and it's on YouTube. And on the Facebook, it's got three three hearts on it already. Um, Mm. So yeah, and then... Um, next comment is, is from Tim Dungan and he says, 
props to Dixon for not trying to hide it and play through it though. Um, you know, there's, I think that there's uh, amongst warriors, right. And that's what, uh, that's what, uh, coach Fuller always refers to you as he always says, rich is a warrior. And, and, you know, from my experience with guys like you, you know, it, it, it probably takes more courage to be able to say more self-awareness to say, Hey, I'm, I might be a liability because I'm hurt and not just brush it off and, and play with pride, you know, only pride. And then, you know, put your team at a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before I, I address that, Troy, uh, how are you? I need to get back to you. Um, Owen, I, 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 I feel blessed and I'm lucky to be here. Certainly. Um, you know, like I said, actually, I saw the, the question you guys had for coach um, whenever we break it down, you know, uh, we break it down to family and he addressed it pretty well. But um, I just want to say that I feel like I've been brought into a family. You know, I feel like I've been brought into a family um, and that is CFC. That is the city of Chattanooga. Um, and that is the Chattahooligans, you guys. And, you know, to, to answer that question even more directly, that is why we break it down to family. Every single, every single training, every single meeting, after every game, everything we do as a team, we break it down with family because we're all here fighting for the same cause. We're all here fighting, um, you know, for the same badge, the same city. Um, for for we're, we're all one, and so that's the reason we break it down. So, Owen, I'm definitely I'm lucky to be here, and I'm lucky. Uh, I feel privileged to be able to contribute to this, um, and to. Uh, Tim, Tim Duncan, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a prop for not trying to play through and hide it. Of course, of course. I mean, you know, like I said, I've been hurt before, you know, but there's a difference between being hurt and being injured, you know. So when it initially happened, I, I thought, I, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it hurts, you know. So just a, a little bruised knee, I'll shake it off and I'll play through it. I'll be good in, in, in five minutes and, you know, played another 10, 15 minutes through it and it just it was getting worse and worse and when it got to the point now that it was affecting my performance um and that that's when i i realized that i am going to cause more harm to the team than 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 good right now so that's why i i you know figured it's it's best to just step out and um i i'll i'll be better off helping from the sidelines right now because at that point i was injured i wasn't hurt at all i could play through being hurt but not 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 with a broken leg yeah, not just not just pain tolerance at that point. <laughs> right, right. Um, so Smitty had put a, a question in this doc, and, and I'm going to ask the question. Um, but it, it basically says, what was the recovery focus and how, like, we saw a lot of really cool moments in the hotel. Um, in the first ep or second episode, we got to see at the beginning a montage of you guys working out and swimming and recovering. Um, how do you, like, try to have a recovery focus with so many games in such a short period of time? And additionally, onto that, how does it complicate things being in a hotel with four other teams? Like how did you, how in the world did you guys manage to recover? Yeah. So that was the, the challenge and part of it, obviously, you know, all the teams are in the same hotel. So we had to, we had to split gym time. So all every, all the teams had, you know, we all had a schedule of what, what, what times we were allowed in the gym and stuff like that. And so, um, each team had an hour of gym time during during the day. And so different guys would do different things. Obviously, the guys that didn't play uh, a, a lot of minutes in the games, they would do a little bit more in the gym, you know, some high-intensity workout. And for guys that played a lot, it was all about getting the legs uh, recuperated for the next game. So it was ice baths. Um, there was a hot tub there, so it was contrast therapy, getting in the hot and cold to try to get, get that fresh blood pumping in the leg. Um, a lot of time with Michaela, 
um, and just just a lot of fluids. Um, it's 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 difficult, you know, playing three games three games in, in a week um, for a lot of guys like myself. I haven't done that in years. Um, so uh, you know, Juan, I don't know how he did it. You know, he he's the same age as I am, and so just just it's. I, most of it, you know, when it comes down to 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 pushing through, it's it, you can only do so much to to take care of the body. It's just the mental side of it, you know. That was the I feel was the most difficult for a lot of guys. Obviously, being in the hotel for for so long, you know, after the first five days, you're kind of over it, and and, and you know, you want to go and see your family and and stuff like that. So it it was it was tough it was challenging but i think we made you with what we had um you know the the the, the we we obviously don't have the biggest staff you know we have coach fuller jordan um at the time michaela and then uh myself and and juan you know had to just help out where we could and so it's just just doing whatever we could to provide for the guys whether it's going somewhere to go get ice to fill up the 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 hotel the hotel ba uh, bats to make, you know, or makeshift ice bats or go and get in bins at Walmart to put ice in, to bring down to the pool and to the hot tub so guys can jump in the hot and cold and stuff That's like awesome. that. So, yeah, it's just, you know, improvising and, and, and trying to do the best we could with the limited resources. Yeah, I think Juan was probably hardened by playing in the MPSL where a tournament means instead of three games in a week, it's three games in three days. Right, right. <laughs> um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about your impact on the team. And we heard Clay talk tonight about just how important your knowledge and experience is. So what's some of like what's some of the what's some knowledge or maybe some, you know, tips that you gave some of the younger, newer pros on how to handle, you know, big pressure pack situations like this? Yeah, I mean, obviously, and and you know, big shout out to Clay. I miss that guy. But obviously, there's a lot of of players and and people out there that are more knowledgeable about the game than I am. You know, and so it's just for me a big part of last year was was um, dealing with the, the 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 amount of youth that we had on our team. You know, we had a, we had a very very young squad. Um, a lot of first year pros, some second year pros, and so. Um, it was trying to get the guys to understand, you know, what being a professional actually is, you know, um, in my experience, young guys tend to think that once you sign that professional contract, it means that you're a pro and it was, it, it's far, it's far, it's, it's far away from being the truth, you know? And so just kind of getting guys to kind of shift in their perspective a little bit and now focusing on how they approach the game and how they approach training and how they approach games and how they how they take care of themselves um, off the field because being a pro has very much to do with the, the 22 hours that you use away from the field, you know, because the 22 hours that we do, that we come to training and train and, you know, and that we come and play under the lights, that's the easy part. That's the part that we enjoy, but it's what you do when you're off the field, you know, um, are you taking care of your body? Um, you know, whether it's in the kitchen, you know, are you eating the right things? Are you sleeping the right amount? Are you, are you hydrating? Are you, are you doing the extra stuff in the gym that you need? Um, are you staying after practice and, and working on the things that you need to work on to get yourself in the lineup? Um, and as simple as even the social stuff, you know, how, how are you carrying yourself in the community? Um, how are you representing your own personal brand? 
Um, how are you representing the club? How are you representing the city whenever you're out and about? And so just kind of getting guys to understand that holistic um, approach of what being a pro is, because it's all of that, you know, more so than it is the two hours that we show up and play. Um, so last year was it was most that was most of my 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 conversations and my my, you know, my encouragement to the guys is is just teaching them the little ins and out and uh, and different things of 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 how to to get a little bit better in their game and not so focus on the football but what can they do away from the football to help to improve their game and improve their their image and and different things like that um as as, as a pro that's awesome yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, by the way, Michaela actually just chimed in here uh, herself, and we can put that comment up on the screen. But uh says, may have had to scold a little, but yep, like you said, got to help remind you to look out for yourself and slow down at times. <laughs> that's so, yeah, that's, yeah. Thanks, Michaela. I, I appreciate it. So, <laughs> that's good. I mean, it's good, right? Someone has to play mom sometimes. You know, someone's got to yeah, tell you yeah. to, hey, listen, you can't do that. Yeah, only- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've uh that's 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 been one of my that's been my main weakness. So it 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 was good to have Michaela there to to slow me down at times uh when I have needed. So thanks, Michaela. Appreciate you. I have a completely random question. Um mm-hmm. and it's what what is the card game that we've seen the guys playing in episodes two and three? Do you are is that one you play? Uh, like what is that, that? That's not one that I play, but that's uh a, that's one that Juan has to talk to you more about he it, it, yeah it's, i believe it's called virus and uh yeah he got the boys uh all bought in and and they, they loved it so, they look like they were intense yeah like, yeah coloco seemed to be taking it very now coloco probably takes all games seriously but coloco was really into it and they were like reddington mm-hmm. was really like they were all leaned in and show like it looked and it wasn't just one yeah, episode yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's uh yeah it was it was all trips so whenever whenever um we have one on he'll be able to tell you more about about the game I'm going to, hey, Owen, I need to get, I know you're watching, Owen. I need to get Juan on the next episode just for that. Right. Uh, just <laughs> what in the world yeah. that card game was. Um, yeah. Rich, before we let you go, um, I have a, a very, very selfish uh, question here. And basically, we see you talk a lot in 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 these docs, uh, doc episodes as a leader. as a, mm-hmm. And it's obvious that you're not just a leader on the field. You're all, also a leader off the field. You know, you talked about some of the wisdom that you've shared and some of your experience that you've shared. Um, but the, the selfish question is this Smitty and I are captains of a, a futsal team, a recreational futsal team. And if you, <laughs> you know, obviously you and, and Juan and other leaders in the team, like what, what do you think is some good advice for us as aspiring leaders, especially since we're not the best soccer players. In fact, we're the worst soccer players <laughs> on the team. <laughs> How can we be better captains and better, uh, and better leaders? Oh man. I, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I guess just off the top of my head, I would say just just figure out what your your team and and your group is is good at and what they need what they need improvements at, and then you know when once you find those out, then then you know where you can help. And so I think that's that's the biggest this, the biggest thing is just to find find problems, and if there's no problems, you know you just keep adding to the good stuff. So it's finding what 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 needs improvement and finding what's going great and highlight those things. And um, if you have the solution to what needs improvement, then, yeah, make sure that you come up with a plan and um, come up with a with a with a way to to to, to bring everybody to that to that goal. Sounds hey, like also, pro- also proactive you, action. 
Yeah, Go ahead. Sure. Right. If, you're, right. if you're if you're free on Tuesday nights and want to play futsal, we can hook you up. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've got one more question. Um, mm-hmm. So Matt and I have both had ACL injuries. Breezy thinks that it's contagious. So give me like one or two prehab exercises Breezy can do so that he can, can kind of take his mind off of it. Oh, man. Um I know that coming back from ACL injuries, obviously you lose a, you have a lot of atrophy in the, in the, in the quads and, you know, hamstrings and stuff like that. So I would just say building, building the, uh, the muscles around, around the knee. Um, so it's, it's your quads, your, your hamstrings, your adductor, abductors and stuff like that. So a really good one for building hamstrings, especially in the, the you know, the isometric, isometric and eccentric, um, you know, phase of things is uh, your Nordic curls. It's basically when you're upright and somebody hold your heels and you're slowly lowering down to the ground using your hamstring to to resist uh, your body weight. And so that that's really good for building building hamstring strength. And um, for uh, your quads, just your your, your basic squat. Um, you can vary it in different ways uh, with tempo, uh, single leg, um, you know, using an unstable surface and different things like that. But yeah, it's just finding stability in the knee and that comes from strengthening the muscles around pretty much. Awesome. Thank I you. I just wrote both those things yeah. down on the bottom of the show docs. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> the should be very confused why, uh, why there's no at the bottom. Oh, yeah, I, man. I didn't find out about the, uh, the Nordic uh, the Nordic curl until after my knee injury. As soon as I saw uh, it, I was like, this is the greatest workout ever. Oh yeah. 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 It's amazing for building those hamstrings. I'm going to need to start doing those. Well, Rich, thank you so much for being so generous with your time. Is there anything else uh, that you'd like to say that you wish we would have asked you um, that you thoughts on tonight's episode, anything you'd like to say? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, this doc is so well put together that I, I'm just happy that the fans and, and everybody, you know, the, in, in the entire city are, are able to see, you know, most of what goes on behind the scenes. And um, obviously last year was the, the club's first professional season. So having something to hold on to and, 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 and to kind of look back at it is, is, is fantastic. So um, I'm really excited, you know, to see the rest of it, and um, I'm I'm super blessed and super excited to be a part of this whole project and this journey and this club and and this city. And um, yeah, thank you guys for all your support and uh, for those who are watching. Thank you guys so much as well. Thank you, Rich. Uh, actually, yeah, thanks, Rich. A, a certain Coach Fuller is apparently watching with a uh, with a Matthew, a David Matthew, uh, oh, and Lord. he says Coach Fuller is here and wants to reiterate that you Andrews are not allowed to recruit Rich to play futsal right now. <laughs> hey, oh he, man, he still has a, repa- a replacement player for stealing Felipe from us. Yeah, yeah. So. We still have some demands for for uh, uh, yeah. for, for the head coach there, Rich. Thank you so much for your time, man. Let let it right. right before you sign off, I can't use words today. Uh, before you <laughs> sign off, let everybody know again where they can find you on social media, where they can follow along if they didn't didn't catch it earlier, and where they can interact with you as well online. Yes, of, of course. Um, Instagram uh, at Richard Dixon official, Twitter Richard Dixon nine, and just Richard Dixon on Facebook. I should pop up in a CFC jersey. So beautiful, Rich. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks. Rich. Awesome. Thank Take you guys. Care. Enjoy the rest of your night. Bye. Bye. You too. Smitty. Oh, I love Rich Dude. so much. He makes Every me want to run through walls. I said this oh, on yeah. on one of my other episodes. Like he's just he's uh, amazing. 
I so, am so uplifted every single time um, I talk to him. And we have gotten to speak to him in long form interview before. Um, so tonight was just a little bit of taste. You can go um, to our section 109 podcast feed anywhere that podcasts are played um, and go to section or excuse me, episode 16. And there is an hour and a half interview of Rich making a lot of sense and um, us asking dumb questions. And uh, by the way, Troy Alton also says that uh, on the CFC Academy YouTube page, you can see a lot of Rich's routines. Um, so there's okay. a, uh, there's an excellent, excellent option too, for anyone that's um, looking to, to be more like Rich, which I think we should probably all do. Ag agreed. agreed. So Smitty, before we get into more stuff about the doc, what are you wearing? Um, I am wearing the original white CFC dad hat. It's my favorite thing that I own. Um, I am wearing a 2014 home jersey, which is super special because that is my first year as a CFC fan. And it's the year we met. It's a good year. It's a great year. And then behind me, I have a 2019 home jersey that was player worn but we still don't know who that player is um it's number 27 so if anybody can figure that out let brother know um so yeah yeah i got you i am wearing um my cfc hat i don't want to turn around but it's hold on there you go all right i was and then i have my chattanooga versus systemic racism shirt on um and yeah, I am. Uh, important. It, it, it is very important. Um, also, it's very soft. It's a good <laughs> it, it's like a double win. Like when you wear it, you get to support something that is important. The money from this went to charity. Mm -hmm. um, it's an important it's important that people think about it and are aware of it. But also it's super soft. So you it's know, like a win win. And that's the best thing about something that is made by somebody that's going to wear it. Uh, Chattahooligans make and wear chattahooligan attire and we always make sure the t-shirts are soft and comfy because we're the ones that are wearing them on all year round right exactly exactly um interesting that top fan is the thing i'm looking at these comments and, and facebook does this thing and they label people top fans but mm -hmm. top fan bill hammontree says see you april 3 rich and i concur with that Oh, so much. We are yes. all going to see uh, the boys in blue play for the first time with open doors in 2021. So come out for Louisville. For anyone who doesn't know, the Chattahooligans are going to do a themed, no tailgate, but a themed section for Derby. So we're going to do a little Kentucky Derby, wear a Derby hat, do something silly. Um, and if you are a Chattahooligan and you are watching this and you remember Jeff Valentour, um, he wore a bandana at all times. We're going to do something special for him. And so if you got a bandana and you want to wear it under your Derby hat or wear it instead of a Derby hat or whatever, um, we're going to be paying tribute to him as well. Um, all right, let's dive into some more doc stuff. So um, the boys chat was fun. All, all yes. through, right? Just right, right off the rip. Kyle. Is he like embarrassed that he's eating Nutella? Why, why do you think he was embarrassed that we caught him eating Nutella? Because it wasn't the first time. 
What's bad about also, Nutella? It's delicious. No, you know what I think it is? I think he's nervous that Rich is going to see him and tell him he's not a good bro because <laughs> he's not taking care of his body. <laughs> I'd be scared. Like, if Rich told me I wasn't being a good podcast host and taking care of my body, I'd be like, oh, sorry, sir. Like, yeah. He's just got those really strong, really positive dad vibes. Like, he, you know, if he told yeah. you, he, if he told you he was disappointed, you'd want to cry. Yeah. So, but it does seem like process of elimination. It probably wasn't Kyle that took uh, Zekka's peanut butter. That's true. He's a Nutella guy. But also, you ever had Nutella and peanut butter together? I have. That sounds like a lot of butter. It's, it's good. It's, it's very, very good. Also, seeing inside the rooms was fun. Um, mm -hmm. I had this question last week. And I think the answer to whose room was the most fun has to be Colo's room. Uh, yeah. Colo could be in the room by himself and it would still be the most fun room. Who loves, I think you, you remember the, you remember Keenan and Kel who loves orange soda? Yes. If, if Coloco did one of those, it'd be for Vita Coco. It'd be it's who loves Vita Coco. Yeah. Coloco <laughs> loves Vita Coco. Vita Coloco. But there you go. Vita Coloco. <laughs> it, so I think, I think we're missing out on something here. The real document, uh, the, the real doc is on whatever Coloco's filming. Oh yeah. That camera he had in his hand. I, I want to know what's on there. Me too. Me too. Also pay. Wilfred's battle wounds. Oof. dude it looked like he, he got, got bit by a shark he got cleated through his shin guards that was yeah. where his shin guards should have been uh yeah that was rough looking and and speaking of the same time period in the dock where they were looking at um his shins mm -hmm. those morning videos like those morning singing things are probably my favorite moments of the dock so far um mm -hmm. and we actually have a clip and let's get ready to roll that clip mornings with fulls colo singing all right, but for the joke. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Go on, Colo. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you guys a joke this morning, man. I don't oh, have one yet. What do you mean? We paid for a joke. We got to get a joke, man. No, no, I got something better. I got something better. I got something better, man. I'm going to sing for y'all this morning. You know what I'm saying? As you guys know, I'm a, I'm a little romantic guy, you know? I like I like my, my R&B songs, you know what I'm saying? So, we go. Hey, so we go. We go. Hey, 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 hey. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to take it back to the 2000s, you know what I'm saying? You get me? All right. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Baby, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? I know you smell the perfume, the makeup on your shirt. You don't believe his stories. You know that they're all lies. Fine as you are, you stick around, and I just don't know why. If I was your man, baby, you. And if I it gets me. It's so Dude, good. I, I'm, I'm laughing from him messing up the chorus or, or, or whatever the response is. Dude, first of all, everyone knew the song, which is everyone. Fantastic. I want to know how many, either how many times has he sang that, that they were all prepared mm -hmm. or like how much did he just know how to dial into the team? Cause like, yeah. and then forget the words to the next part <laughs> makes him so much more lovable. If he'd known all the words and been on key, like it would have just been, it's, it's not as good. No. Um, it, yeah. The best part of that was just everybody at the same time joining in. It had to have been so much fun. And then I still can't believe he forgot the words right after they all joined in. Uh -huh. just it's so good man it's so good but, 
like that's me anytime i ever try to sing a song like you're used to singing along with something on the radio and then you actually have to remember the words and you realize like yeah i actually don't know these yeah exactly and to be fair like owen says don't you hate it when you forget the words like i do and i don't that's why i don't sing in public (laughs) um yeah it's a problem i also want to shout out um basement and crawl space solutions said our crew will be there first of all if you're talking about taking your business to cfc as, as like a group outing shout out to you more people should work for you because that's super dope and number two owen seaton who's commenting right below you you should hit up that guy i bet they got some special perks for uh people doing business trips um, and business outings with with the boys. So I cannot wait for April 3. And then, of course, the bubble after that. Um, but moving right along, since we're probably going to run over our time here, I'm sure that... Uh, no. No yeah, way. You, I'm, yeah, I'm, you, you'd be shocked. Oh, my computer has um, has locked up. Why don't you take the next question while I figure out where we were in the doc? <laughs> yeah, so um, it, it, the doc gets into start showing stuff on, on Rich's injury. And I know we talked about this a little bit. I still can't believe that he played, I don't know what, like 10 minutes or something like that with a broken bone a chipped bone like it's um that's pretty crazy um and then we we transition into uh training in the tin can that's right yeah when i saw that so it makes total sense once they started talking about like oh we're at the michigan stars training facility but like when i first saw it pop open i was like that's michigan stars that's not detroit what is going on and of course they had both of them available i'm sure it's one of the things that made detroit an attractive place to do um the 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 thing at plus you know that michigan stars actually play in detroit so um unlike those who play in hamtramck that's canada uh my biggest takeaway from training in the tin can was i just had a random thought like Bill Elliott would be the greatest life coach ever. Like, I just want him to sit next to me and give me constant feedback all day long. Like, tell me, tell me when I'm doing a good job. Tell me when I need to tighten up a little bit. Like, Hey, you made that mistake before. Don't do it again. Um, that I, you know, I probably will never have enough money to afford that, but I I'm dreaming. There's no way you can afford Bill Elliott as a uh, life coach. I think he'd be too good at it is basically what I'm saying. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, that is, that, that is a good, that's a good shout though. Like he's, he is really positive. He's also incredibly intelligent and incredibly um, successful. So yeah, he would have good mm-hmm. advice. No doubt. Um, I did love them ha- taking ice baths together, which is mm-hmm. obviously towards the end. Um, but just, yeah. Um, yeah, we still don't know what that card game is, but I'm marking that for next the next show, Doc. Um, yeah, so clip number three we have here. Let's roll it, and then let's talk about the Cosmos match. Go ahead and roll that clip. Mm-hmm. You're going to play against somebody. They don't want to just beat you, by the way. They want to embarrass you. They want to prove that it was some kind of a fluke or a freak what happened the last time they played us at our place. They feel like it got stolen from them, and I know that. You're gonna need that kind of passion, that kind of pride in your club, and that kind of belief in each other to be able to pull off what we're trying to pull off tonight. These guys are damn good. Probably the most talented team here. And I don't care what happens today, and I don't care what happens on Monday. I will go to battle with you guys any day of the week over anybody else here. I promise you. 
I promise you. You want to be the greatest? Be willing to be the least. You want to be served? Be willing to serve. You want to be lifted up? Get underneath and lift everybody else up first. We got the right guys for the job. Now it's up to you to go do it. Speaking of uh, being ready to run through walls. Ooh, I wish I had a heart rate monitor on right now because I know it probably just doubled watching that. Yeah. So, so crazy. So let's talk a little bit about that Cosmos game. Um, mm. I, have, I have written down here the Cosmos Barrage. Let's talk a little bit about that. That was probably the worst 25 minutes of um, defending we had to do all season, I think. That was the worst 25 minutes my sphincter has ever experienced. It was just constant glitching the entire time. It was horrifying. Yeah. And you know what? We made it out. Like Reddington yeah. made some excellent saves. The guys defended as if it was their last day, you know, last last stand. Remember the owl? I mean, just, you know, mm -hmm. 300. That's the movie I was thinking of. Like just holding yes. the line. Um, unbelievable. And yeah. Then, and it, it doesn't really like, you know, the doc doesn't really show it, but it was around that 25th minute that coach Fuller made a tactical adjustment, changed our formation. We moved from a, a, a three back to a four back, um, which allowed us to have one more attacker. Um, and it was, um, that was a game changer because the game was very different from then on. Um, you know, it showed in the doc shortly after that, Brian Bemet almost had a goal twice. Um, Keeper made an incredible double save. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. What could have been? Because we, we could have, should have won that game. Mm -hmm. um, not not based on how we played, just based on we had a couple chances there at the end. Yeah. And, you know, there there's not a ton of highlights from the game. Um, it was a hard fought, nil-nil. Um, it was an entertaining game. And that's probably, you know, we got to watch that um, that match together um, over at Matt's place. And we were all just super proud of the team. Um, they played incredible that game. Yeah. And it really set us up for the third match and having all to play for, right? Um, mm -hmm. We controlled our destiny and that was kind of the most important things. Um, so a couple notes here before we close. Um, number one, I think I just killed my computer, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just rose up um, and now it won't turn all the way back on. Uh, Number two, re-airs. So there's going to yes. be two different re-airs. If you're tuning into this and you missed the, the, the re-airing of the dock just an hour ago, you can check it out tonight at midnight, or I guess technically tomorrow morning at midnight, so in a couple hours here. And also on Sunday the 28th at 10.30 a.m., it will also re-air. So catch it one of those times if you miss it, or catch it again if you didn't get enough of it because, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's good. Um, Smitty, if the people want to find you on social media, find you on the internet, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram um, at a Smitty knows breezy. Where can the people find you? You can find me on the internet. Thanks everybody.